You know, I haven't done one of these in a while. I've been kind of busy. Whether it's, uh, uh, you know, watching Twitter for three straight weeks, seeing if a basketball coach will leave, watching Twitter to see if a basketball coach is coming in, texting, calling, just talking to people, and then sleeping. That's kind of what life's been like. I, I, I kid you not, when Kelly Harper was on the move, I sat there and watched TweetDeck for official word for 48 hours straight. Minus 16 for sleep. But I sat there and watched Twitter, TweetDeck for hours and hours, and it was pretty miserable. So I'm glad all that is over. Um... But yeah, I'm happy I could be able to do this. I actually have a day off on a Tuesday because Legends of Golf time, but we're going to have some fun here. Welcome to the Wyatt Wheeler podcast. My name is Wyatt Wheeler. I'm a sports reporter with the News Leader, and I haven't done one of these in a couple weeks. I haven't done this since we were keeping an eye on whether Kelly Harper would be on the move to Tennessee or not. And obviously she is gone. And the Lady Bears have a brand new coach in Amaka Agugawa Hamilton. And I probably said that wrong, but that's why I write the words. I get to copy and paste things instead of saying things out my mouth. But uh, it's a nice hire. Um, in this episode, we could talk a little bit about her. We could talk about Legends of Golf that's coming up. I had a lot of Justin Timberlake thoughts. Um, we could also talk about some basketball, whether that's Lady Bears, whether that's... Uh, Missouri State basketball because they keep making moves and that seems to be a thing that everybody's most interested in. And we'll also talk about football at Missouri State because they had a spring game and I have some thoughts on that that differ from some people you've read and some people that are a little more optimistic than Boy here. But we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit of everything today. So uh, sit back. I'm going to see if I can get Blaine on on the phone. Hello? Blaine. Hey, what's up? I'm recording. Oh, how are you doing? I haven't done one of these in a bit, so I called you, and you're doing a lot of the things I'm doing this week. What's that? Legends of Golf. That's right. Have you figured out your one question for Justin Timberlake? Is it, what do you expect him to say? Bring sexy back? Or is, is he going to or not? I feel like that's that's the only question I've come up with. It's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about Justin Timberlake. You don't know much about which boy band was he in? In sync. Okay, just testing you. We got a we got a no, photographer. That bad. We got a photographer at the news leader. We're like, do you even know who Justin Timberlake is? And he's like, oh yeah, Backstreet Boys. Oh gosh. <laughs> It was just like, okay, and it'd be a pretty good idea to just let him ask the Backstreet Boy question, you know? Yep. Let him have it. They'll see what reaction we get out of it. Those are the best ones. You don't, You really don't know much Justin Timberlake? No, I do. I guess I do a little bit. I'm a big fan of his music. Listen to a lot of the 2020 Experience, an album that he That's a good had one. back in high school, I think it was for me. We can uh, ask him to look in some mirrors. Yeah, great song. Mirrors. Um, is, Hold the wall. There's a bunch of good ones. If he uh, if he has a bad sw- if he has a bad uh, hit swing after a uh, 
after talking trash, it can be like what comes around goes around, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Mark Wahlberg too, you know. That's a big that's a big guy that's it's been around here quite a bit. It's so. weird because Mark Wahlberg is one is one of the most famous names that comes around Springfield and people seem mm-hmm. to love the most. And we're all forgetting about him because JT's coming in. Exactly. I mean Mark Wahlberg is a bigger celebrity than Justin Timberlake in general, in my eyes. I don't. Th- I'm not. I'm not with you there. I, I. I think so. Answer this for me. Do you think Mark Wahlberg is a badass? Yes. I'm not sure. I don't think I put him there. Have you seen The Fighter? I think I have. Yeah, I've seen The Fighter. Great movie. He's a badass. I've seen have Ted. Have you seen Shooter? I've seen Ted. Ted, great movie, but also you should watch Shooter. I've seen Shooter. Yeah, great movie. Larry the Cable Guy, I mean. Yeah, Larry, Larry was, I don't, he's not supposed to be here this year. He was here last year. Yeah. He's pretty. Most that been around here. Been, the weird thing about him is that he doesn't break character. I mean, he's walking around like thumbs up, finger gunning everybody, saying, get her done. It's just like, okay, is this a real thing? Or? That's why he's, he's fell off the map already, so, I, you know. Yeah. And, and who else was there? Now you get Kid Rock. He was my favorite one from last year. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a funny guy. Luke Combs is one of the most famous country music singers, so that'll be good for country music fans. But we're forgetting Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens? Steroids? Yes? No? Maybe? Yeah, we'll ask him. Yeah, we'll ask him. We'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> so this is your first Legends of Golf, right? Right, that's what I was going to say. I'm excited to get out to the Big Cedar Lodge and all that and see what it's all about. I've seen pictures. I drove by, I guess, the area just because I was curious what it all kind of was, but I've never been on the course, never been through it. So It's beautiful. It's, right. uh, it's, it's, the, it's the best of the area. It's the best right. views you'll get. And I'm excited to see how many people show out is – Usually, it seems to be, from pictures I've seen, a pretty good crowd. Yeah, I assume that Sunday, I think that Sunday championship day will still get, uh, it's a little less hype than usual because there's no Tiger this year, but there, there's going to be some hype when JT walks in with Wahlberg. Yeah, and if you know anything about golf, it's always the Jack Nicklaus, Gary Player kind of thing. It's, it's always a shock to see those guys. I mean, that's the... Oh yeah, and you don't get Tiger, you get those two. So it'll be cool to you because, like, you'll you'll be you'll get to realize how how they're just actual humans too. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how many how much celebrity you've kind of been around, but the, these guys are cool. They're, they just uh, they just want to be normal people while golfing. Yeah, you golf guy though. Not I'm not a big golf guy. It's just uh, my attention span, but I. I enjoyed I, w- I enjoyed watching Tiger at Augusta. I did watch that the last uh, probably the back nine of that. It's uh, I think it's a growing sport. Obviously, with Tiger now doing his thing, but I, beautiful. I've swung Especially a couple. The Ozarks, there's there's quite a few courses and cra- I mean it's beautiful landscape out here. So it's hard not to enjoy a round of golf. I did the par three up uh, north side of Springfield a couple times. The uh, was that the Bill and Allison? Bobby Allison. The Bobby Allison one. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, I've done that one a couple times, and it's fun when you can get out there. My back doesn't really let me do a whole bunch of that because it's so tight, but it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy the game. I enjoy the game. So I'm interested to see because I haven't I, – also some of the – I guess it's the senior championship too or some of the other golfers and how the old guys can swing. It's always interesting to me. Some of those guys, 70 years old, just swinging the heck out of that thing. No, they're just touring the world golfing. It's just uh, it's just a life well lived. It's, yeah. uh, they're just <laughs> – I mean, they, they just get to tour around and golf and people go pay to watch them. And, yeah. And why not get paid still and get to go to places like Top of the Rock? It's, can't ask for much better. Yeah, can't ask for much better. That's right. I, What's the, the, I was looking at some of this weather and stuff this weekend, and let's see. Looks yeah. like rain in my eyes. Yeah, Saturday. we had, we had some then, rain on uh, the Sunday, and we were pretty scared they had, last year, and they had to cut some of it short. They shortened a little bit of it, which – Let's see. Live weather reports for you. Um, tonight, thunderstorms. Uh, it interrupted my TV at one point. I wasn't very happy. Uh, rain Saturday, rain Sunday. Looks like Saturday's the worst of it. PM shower Sunday. Could be bad, but. Yeah. We'll move up or whatever. But as we saw from Augusta. And I, as, as we kind of. I'll bring this up. What'd you think about that early start at Augusta with Tiger Woods? Would you like that on a Sunday of golf? I enjoyed waking up and being able to watch it and then being able to watch the, uh, I had no worries about watching basketball. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of NBA playoff basketball right now. Yeah. Um, there's some good stuff going on about. I think I was eight. I, we, we've kind of adopted the thunder. Um, I think you should. And, uh, we, they played an afternoon basket playoff game that day, and Game of Thrones was that night, so I had nothing to worry about. I think it did take away a little bit, not being able to do the jacket ceremony outside and everything. Right. Um, it didn't interrupt 60 minutes, which is what you're used to. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a different feel. Um, I think tradi- just tradition-wise, it's uh, something people weren't very happy with, but – I mean, can't take away from the moment. It was Tiger Woods. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was weird because the uh, the replay that after the replay that afternoon was the highest rated golf event of the year. Granted, it's still early in the year, but right, it's, it was still the high, the replay was still the highest rated, uh, only behind the uh, the original. Uh, viewing earlier in the morning which understandably so because it was the tiger trending on everything so yeah that's uh i, th- I thought it was fine yeah i, I agree i, I like well, hopefully it'll hopefully tiger can keep going yeah least, but i'm not i'm not expecting it another major win but he battles in the top five top really really good for golf so he'll get there and then yep. when he's uh and then when he's done, he can just come to Top of the Rock. Yeah, heck, his court. What's the, what's the uh, word on that? How yeah, the course it? appears to be doing – I saw them tweet the other day. It's going to do a soft opening. So it's going to have some holes open and uh, later in the year. 
and then he'll probably do a full blown open next year and he'll probably come back for that. So that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it anticipated to be done right about now? Yeah. But when you, when you get the, when you get to know the Bass Pro stuff, there's such perfectionists over there that it, uh, that they tend to take a little longer than what they first say. I mean, uh, Wonders of Wildlife took 11 years to build because <laughs> they wanted to make it perfect, and they're already doing expansions on it. So, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yep. So, what, what's uh, what's the sporting world like for you nowadays? This oh, uh, it's just waiting on dollars, tips, and trying to figure out what's going on with Missouri State basketball. What's your insight on that? Yo, Isaiah Mosley finally signed today, so that's finally official. People can stop asking me if he's backing out or not, so that's really good. That's uh, that's a that's a huge get for Dana. That's a player that could have started this year. I don't think he will anymore after their addition of Lamont West, and I think you can even take Isaiah and redshirt him, uh, give him whatever he needs to be able to be eligible for the next four years. Um, right. And I think and you kind of want to use him as much as you can when you have him. So why not use him for four years instead of kind of the uh, what the what you would anticipate right now, which is him kind of coming off the bench. But uh, that's the best of the uh, that, he's the best of the freshmen. I, um, I really think that uh, the. the the point guard will be really good. The Rockbridge kid. Black. Yeah. Uh, not black. Uh, what's his name? I'm blanking. I'm sorry. Um, what, I got the roster right in front of me. I, Dejuan Harris. Is, no, he, yeah. He's, he's going to be the best. Of, he's going to be the best one immediately, I think, because he can okay. play right behind. Uh, he can challenge. He can even challenge Dixon, Dixon for the starting spot, which you know, he's – that special of a floor general um and he's a point guard for years to come and he's he's the one that by far impressed me the most every time i got to see him but mosley's mosley's the most talented of the bunch because he could just take over a game when he wanted to in high school uh there's a reason he took over a couple of the, the three games i got to see him play this past year he took over for a brief step in the third quarter near the end of the fourth every time. So it was, uh, it was pretty, he's pretty special. Um, yeah. And some of the stuff I've seen just from videos, he seems the longer type that can, I guess has a more complete game that can step back and hit a jumper or take it to the rack and just jump over somebody or hit that mid range or, you know, can do kind of more than, the other who might be a little bit more undersized. Yeah, the he's he's got a he's definitely got a step on them athletically, and there's a, he's got once he gets finds a rhythm, it's like okay, the ball's going in. Yeah, and they're getting hit it to him and let him work. Yeah, and and then the other one, uh, Jamonta Black. He's uh, I haven't been able to see him go off, but I've talked to some people who've been around Rockridge a little more than I have. They said once he gets going from three, that it's you can't stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be tough for him to find the court this year. I think that's uh, that's another guy I could see being redshirted along with Ty and Freeman because of his ACL. Um, I just think, especially with the addition of Anthony Maston Bonner now from Colorado State, that's one of the best pure shooters 
last year in the country. Um, right. Some of the just some of the numbers he has. So I think that kind of put that he pushes them back. This year you could see a starting five of all transfers. Um, not immediate, not transfers coming in this year. So this year you'll see Tulio da Silva, uh, Lamont West, Mastin Bronner, uh, Tyreek Dixon, Josh Hall, uh, Gage Prim. I, so that's six right there. And that's a guy we haven't even. Yeah, that, that's six right there that I named in a starting five. So that's that's how special some of these newcomers are. Absolutely. Uh, Tulio should be the preseason player of the year. Um, I feel like there's one guy I'm missing that will probably that might top him. Uh, Crotwig will probably top him over at Loyola, but uh, Tulio will be first team preseason. Uh, Gage Prim it just projects to be a force in the valley, um, and then the, and then you got the two shooter. You got Lamont West, who's Jeff Goodman's number nine transfer in the country, or uh, one of those rankings. So yep. it, I mean they they got they're loaded like this is they were they were going to be the preseason favorite before Lamont West and Massington Bronner and even Isaiah Mosley so this right. is a this is this is by this is kind of turning into that uh, Missouri Valley favorite we figured they'd be yeah and I think it's the deepest Bears team that you've ever covered. No, by far. I mean, you, you look at years past. I can even pull up the. I can pull up a <laughs> roster from the first bear season that I covered. That was. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and to even think now, the whole Jared Ritter from Xavier from the transfer, and then the last year, what he averaged only about six per game, maybe or yeah, what so? Where's he going to fit in? Will he fit in or? DeAndre Cook obviously will play a lot, but the whole yeah. roster shake is going to be very interesting. That's what I'm going to be locked in on here to oh, yeah. uh, see how they do it. All right. 2015-16 men's basketball roster. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. Robin Thompson. Okay. Austin Reuter. Yeah, Reuter. Loomis Gehrig. Okay. Daquan Miller. Yeah. O- Obadiah Church. Jared Dixon, Ryan Kreklow, Dorian Williams, Sean Roundtree, Jordan Martin, Cameron Boone, Chris Kendricks, Tyler McAuliffe. Kendricks, man. So yeah, there's there's names that we got to know and like just because throughout, throughout there. I mean, Kendricks is a local kid from Willard. Uh, Kreklow, it felt like he was here forever. Jared Dick, somebody said to me the other day, it's like, Ryan Kreklow's got to be done, right? Yeah. It's just because it felt like he's been around for forever. Church played from the start, it seemed like. Yeah, so. Church was a starter from from the start. Um, Jared Dixon's been around. I mean, he's been around for forever. So, I mean, that's there's not a name on there now that <laughs> that I, that's going into this year. Yeah, I guess I'm finally old enough for that, or been around long enough for that. But just some of the names you see now, whether it's Keandre Cook, uh, Tulio da Silva, Lamont West, Anthony Maston Bonner, Josh Hall, Tyreek Dixon, Gage Prim, Jared Ritter. Uh, I think you, I think you would be you would struggle to take any more than one player off that 2015 team. 
and put him into the lineup of the top eight of the Bears. Yeah, right you now. you would enjoy throwing in a guy like Dixon because it's just right. it's a guy you like to have around. Preklow uh, is an energy guy, great off in the great defense in the later part of the year, but it's hard to point at a guy and say, "Hey, I want I'd rather take him over uh, over a uh, even a Ritter or a Tyreek Dixon." And, and even I, maybe even a couple years ago, we'll have to look at this. So I mean, let's Paul Lusk's last year. You have Abdul Fafana, Mustafa Lawrence, Reggie Scurry, James Bird, Obadiah, Jared Dixon, Greg Williams, uh, Ronnie Russo the third, Jared Rhodes, Kreklow, Owens, J.T. Miller, Alize, Darian Tanvir, Ritter was the red shirt. So you'd really only take Alize from that, right? Yeah, maybe I, I could see you seeing what Scurry could have done in the year after, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, he was an all-bench guy, and he only played a month of the uh, of the season for the Bears. So that's – but still, I mean, that's that's just a transformation this roster has undergone in such yeah. a short amount of time. I mean, we comparing that roster to last year, too, is kind of night and day. Because so many of those guys took off, whether it was Mustafa, Reggie, um, Russo was done, Jared Rhodes was done. So, I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly some of these faces have changed and what they have now compared to just two years ago, let alone four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it can happen fast because Allie, I mean, he's so good at getting transfers, it seems like. It's where you can really make some money. And then you saw it. Ford hit it hard. Yeah, and there's there's some of like some of these names is just like imagine if they landed a couple of these a couple of years ago. I mean, like the big names in previous classes. I mean, I looked up Grant Gellin earlier today. He was <laughs> he was committed to playing for Paul Lusk before he was let go. And Grant right. Gellin right now is playing at Trinity uh, International University. And that's huh. that's a NAIA school. So that's a, that's a guy that was supposed to be at MSU. And that um, was the big transfer portal news. And that yeah, that was the big that was the big get the book like for Paul Lusk. Yeah. And now yeah. you're getting guys like Lamont West and Anthony Mason Bonner. Yeah, it's not just a credit to Dana. I think it's a credit to that whole staff too of just I mean the one time I, do, I saw Coach Ford throughout the last month was at Come and Go there on the corner. <laughs> he was getting a soda with his with Coach, and they were on the road to go recruiting. It was a regular weekday. He said, see, yeah, we're going, headed off. And he said, I said, how many days a week are you doing that? How many trips are you making? He said, all the time. <laughs> and he's, just, he's on the road, and there's no – there's no get about it. I was talking about this earlier too. I mean, I've never seen him or a member of his staff not on the phone. Like I'll yeah. like back when I used to work out at the uh, Missouri State Rec Center, I, w- I would walk by and see a couple of the coaches every now and then, whether it was uh, Gip or Coach Kendrick, and it's just they're on the phone. It's hard to be able to have a quick conversation with them because they're recruiting. I've talked right. to some of the people around that work around JQH. They say that the coaches can't talk on the cell phone too much down in their uh, 
in their offices because they don't get the best cell phone reception. So they just walk laps and laps and laps around JQH Arena's concourse because they're they're just constantly on the phone. It's like if you're trying to find one of those guys, you're better off going to the concourse to see them to intercept them talking on the phone instead of going down to their offices. <laughs> That's a good story. So it's it's there's some pretty insane. Uh, I mean, they're at it, and you, know, you can tell by the past couple of days, uh, especially the last two just finding uh, some tweets on Twitter, seeing that they're, uh, whether have, they had a guy in, they had a, they had a guy in, they had a, let's see, who have they offered? And you saw Jordan Brinson's head of the UAB. He was committed to play for Dana, three-star guy. Um, Lipscomb, Raymond Adams visited. In, guy, six I foot. Six six uh, twenty twenty one guy. I mean, it's kind of weird. We're seeing twenty twenty one people now, and then right. they had uh, Kenny Cooper, who was on the Lipscomb team. Um, MSU's reportedly in the mix on him. He started thirty four games for a team that fit and scored nine eight nine point eight points per game for a team that finished as the NIT runner ups. Very good in the NIT run, yes. So there's some. Uh, it, it's it's a <laughs> they're constantly added. I'm sure we're not done seeing those soon. We're kind of in the recruiting time. Right, and now is I don't want to I don't want to shy away from talking basketball here, so we know we don't have much time left. But now with this baseball and what we got going on with baseball, and is Missouri State basketball taking over as kind of the marquee of what they want? at Missouri State or expect from Missouri State now and here the years, next couple of years to come. I know that sounds crazy to say, but when I, you're looking I'll, at Rochester and how Missouri State baseball is doing this year, is that crazy? I've always heard since the time I got down here that uh, Springfield was a basketball town. I, yeah. And yeah. then uh, it's like, uh, MSU's a basketball school. So it's like, okay uh, – how, how let's is it really? Just, I've never had that success while I've been here, and uh, baseball was always the good one. The first time I ever covered the team, they were a uh, they got off to one of the best starts in school history, and then they ended up coming falling apart near the end of the year. But then they went on to the next year win the valley or win the valley regular season, getting that large, and then they ended up in a super sectional. But there's there's definitely – the Missouri State men's basketball team is by far the marquee program down here. I mean, you when they're bad, people are the most angriest. When they're good, the people are the most excited. And uh, especially when you see a couple of these local kids coming in. So there's uh, – I mean, Ty, um, uh, you got three guys coming in just from Columbia – um, Jared yeah. Ritter. So, I mean, that's yeah. – it's definitely the – I don't think there's any question about it. And Missouri State yeah. Baseball – Missouri State Baseball, is as bad as they are this year, they can't throw a strike. They can't uh, – they're, they're just walking everybody. They're striking out. At, at, I mean, it's gonna, they're going to end this – they're going to end this year with the most strikeouts in program history. Right. I mean, this year's. I mean, aren't they near the what bottom twenty in the entire nation? Am I wrong saying that in strikeouts? 
I haven't looked in uh, – I mean, their offensive numbers are just down there and everything, whether it's uh, um, batting average. I mean, everything is just down there right now. I hitting over 300 with more than a good amount of uh, at-bats. Yeah. It, you just can't do – and Whetstone just now getting going hurt them a lot. Yeah, there's that. Millis' injury earlier in the year and then coming back really hasn't been the same as a 60-plus RBI season last year. And, yeah, there's just been a lot of moving parts that haven't voted well at all. Gutton is very patient with some of his young guys. He's shown that since Ironman. I mean, Ironman could have easily been benched when he was in his freshman year. He couldn't feel the ball to save his life, but now he's – now, when you look up his name in a, uh, when you look up, when you look him up in a, uh, in any of these prospect rankings, you see that he's they they write Gold Glove potential next to his name. So that's it's pretty. I mean, that's gotten sticking with it. So you see that with some of these young bats, whether it's Mason Hull, whether it's Joey Joey Pollock. And Pollock yeah, Pollock was striking out unbelievable rate but he got and decided to stick with him and uh, he's had a he, i mean he had a national player of the week type week a couple weeks ago where he hit three bombs in one game i believe mm-hmm. uh, right now they're 268th in earn run average they are i mean this is out of 297 scoring 229 uh batting average 272 so i mean it's Really, that it's. I mean, the offense is really that bad, but the pitching right. hasn't been any better. They only have two quality starting pitchers, and uh, if they can't, then um, only two uh, two quality starting pitchers. You you have four games a week. Yeah, I don't care if you're in UTSA at 13 years old or high school baseball. If you if you have two starting pitchers, you're not gonna win as many ball games as you should. If it, it doesn't matter who you are. So. I'm actually I actually have the game on in the background on mute right now. Yeah, they just they just interviewed Keith Gutton and I saw him smile during a game. So that's no way. That was pretty interesting. I don't know what what the hell's going on, but I just saw Keith Gutton smile during an in-game interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, never would have expected that. But I mean, today you you see they're having the I mean because they don't have starters, they're having the pitch by committee. So yeah, I mean. That's you, Last time they had to do that against Mizzou last time. They've kind of had to do that on some Sunday starts. They haven't won a Sunday game yet. Uh, yeah. they, ha- they haven't won a third game of a weekend series yet this year. And that's directly because – or they did beat Southern Illinois, correct? They swept Southern Illinois? Yeah, they did. So that would be their that'd be their first – be, I believe that's their only one of the year. So, I mean, yeah, that's – they're too deep at pitching Wiley and uh, – a Lochner, so that's uh, they, they they just don't have enough firepower. Yeah, and and some of the firepower, even with the bats that you see, are some of those young guys with potential, like Katoski and Iran, and you know some of those Clayton. That's a junior that's just starting to see a little bit. So it, it's it's filling kind of year, but you feel like over the past, there's been they've been able to fill in better than. Filling in this year by by far. So, see if some of those freshmen can get going and figure it out once the year gets along. But if not, then yeah, those bats are still going to struggle. 
Yeah, and you uh, you see that they have. I mean, their schedule is outrageous this year. Um, they haven't beaten Mizzou, I believe, in a couple years now. And since yeah, they lost two last year, and then on their way probably to this year. Yeah, and it's back to back Kansas this year losses. Arkansas probably going to be another back to back. So I mean, it, this year has been pretty. They did it, they did it to themselves, and I don't believe they're going to stop. It's just right. Missouri, I don't think they should. Those are Missouri great State baseball. Region. Um, I know it's just been a weird year. I wouldn't anticipate this being hanging around. Right. Gosh, these NBA games. Sixers up fourteen to nothing right now. No way. <laughs> Embiid already with ten, but uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it, I'm not worried about baseball. It's gonna. I mean, it's gonna start to go on to the. Uh, and, I mean, it's Keith Gutton. I'm never going to sit here and say Keith Gutton's going to lose. <laughs> it's going to be a failure forever. Uh, he's going to get a turnaround before he decides to hang it up. Yeah. Um, be interesting to see what he does this offseason. Whether it, I, I mean, Paul Evans ain't going anywhere, but you see, you see a dip a little bit ever since Matt Lawson took over. But I know a lot of people – I know a lot of the players really like him. But, yeah, uh, good things about him when, uh, when he started. From yeah, and people as well, so. another thing about this team was that they were uh, a lot of the a lot of the great hitters from the past few years started under uh, Thompson. Nate Thompson, right. now the Arkansas State, or not the Arkansas State, just the Arkansas right. hitting hitting coach, recruiting coordinator. That's probably going to get a. SEC head coaching job someday. So that's a, uh, I mean, that was a big loss for the program. Mm-hmm. He's getting paid more than Gutton now. So it's not like MSU could have done anything to keep him. Yeah. And that's what you run into kind of in this region and area of where you're at in the MVC and how big the university is. So. Yeah. Were you able to watch any of the football spring game? No, I did not. I did not get to get there. Uh, heard some things that saw some of the stats and whatnot, but yeah, didn't miss right. much. Uh, well, that, that did, uh, did the office looking kind of the same way as we're used to seeing? Yeah, it's the same exact thing. I mean, it's it just looked like mm, the word I keep going back to is basic. Um, right. It's just a quick look, quick tight end dump for you staring down a receiver, hope, hoping he can get open. Um, still using the option read with – Still using the option read. I really like Donovan Daniels. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wilson has a torn ACL, so he's out for most of the season. But I, I think I I really like Donovan Daniels the most out of those backs, even going back to last year, just because he goes for – he goes north to south, which is uh, a breath of fresh air. I like Jason Randall. Uh, he was able to receive out of the backfield. But really, uh, kind of one of those spark plugs. He can put his foot on the ground and get four yards when you need four yards. So. And they play DJ Frost. They're, they're playing DJ Frost at running back, too, which was also really weird because that's who you expect to be a receiver. But – uh, if MSU could show that they can be creative with a quicker running back, I think that's uh, 
I think that could be another and hopefully a new dimension to the offense that we haven't seen from them. Right. And then the quarterback play was – I I just don't know if they're playing the best quarterback at the starting role. Yeah, it's JT. The best guy is – He's going with the third string. He had some wide open guys. Um, man, I just see some of the same things. I know it's super early, but I just saw so much of the same Peyton Huslick the other right. day. It was just like, okay, he's going to hold on to the ball. Hope, hope that uh, hope Lorenzo Thomas can get a little separation. He's going to force it into that RPO, and eventually a Satan. See once or twice a game, a safety ends up sitting on that and picks it off. And then there's, I mean, he's, he's he looked good on the run the other day. He looks a little quicker than years past, so I'm pretty excited. To, was pretty happy to see that. Um, and you got to assume that he'll be the man. You didn't. MSU was without a uh, was without their freshman guy uh, Ty Baker the other day. Dalton Hill actually played quite a bit, even though he threw four passes. Okay. Um, he didn't show me, he didn't show to me last year that he has the arm strength to play college, play FCS starting foot starting quarterback football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't see that last year, and he's currently the youngest quarterback going those couple games. So, yeah. so it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, like, and that's the thing. Interesting thing about that offense has always been the quarterback play because there's you can't tell me there hasn't been good athletes come through there with Malik and with Dion and how they were able to use them just because quarterback play is just what's been holding back the offense since what the last three two three years. I mean even this year, what you saw out of Demore Vic from last year, what you saw a little bit out of Denson or Curry or. Uh, even a Jordan Murray, those yeah. guys are very talented if they can get the ball, or if somebody can get the ball in the right spot and they can get drawn up to be open in whatever coverage that the offense is seeing. That's just really what it comes down to, if Huslig can be better than he was. Yeah, so was- there's Huslig. I mean, he was second in the country in interceptions last year, tied for second. Yeah. Um, and then uh, even before that, you saw Lambert turn the ball over quite a bit even though they were able to put some, put up some big numbers. But you saw last year with Peyton that once teams started to figure out that how to stop him from running the ball, that they, and there was nothing. MSU went on a five-game losing streak to the end of the year. And Absolutely. if you look at his rushing numbers, it was, I don't think he broke – it was hard for him to break 20 in that streak. Right. And you make him one-dimensional, make him sit in the pocket, it's, it's yeah. not his game. It wasn't his game in JUCO either. I mean, he was – a running quarterback when he was a national champion contender in, in junior college. So Yeah, it's uh, – you know, It's not like you can expect more out of him because that's not what you recruited him to do. So, yeah. Now he's, see how that goes. He's supposed to, he's supposed to be a winner. Right. Um, and he's best when he's moving. He had a pretty good throw on a, on a run the other day. Mm-hmm. He just got hiccups. Oh, that no. sounds really good for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Peyton's last five games rushing the ball last year 
if this will load. MSU kind of redid their website a little bit. Oh, there we go. Uh, rushing. Last five games. He went from 109, 10, 56, 52, 91, 34 in those first, uh, I mean, in the four and two start. He ended the year 9, 15, 1, negative 8, negative 3. Wow. So he ended up 16, uh, 25, and then you subtract the 11. So he ended up with. Uh, 14 rushing yards in the last five weeks of the season. And to how many interceptions was it? That's right there as well. And then during that stretch, he had he had six, seven, nine interceptions. Yep, and that's exactly what we said. I mean, so I mean, if he's not running the ball, he's stop him from running. It's hard for him to hard for him to do anything. And that's and I mean, he's able to. Since the senior year, he's able to improve on that. They can maybe win a few more, but, I mean, that schedule's so brutal that it's hard to even say that. So, uh, winning more is going to be extremely tough this year. And on the road at Northern Arizona, and yeah. they're going to be better than what they were when they were banged up coming to, coming to Springfield. At Tulane, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just Tulane. Well, Missouri State hasn't been that good, <laughs> good either. Uh, Kennesaw State was a top eight seed in the FCS playoffs last year. Western Illinois is always decent. South, South Dakota's got a good offense. North Dakota State always wins. Northern Iowa's always good. South Dakota State's always good. Southern and Illinois and made improvements last year. Southern Illinois is the worst team on the schedule. Illinois State late in the season hasn't been that good the past few years, but that's on the road. And then you get, and then you host Indiana State on the last week of the season, and they show that they were a playoff team last year, even though they got jipped. Yeah. So it's uh, there's a lot working against them, and there's going to need to be a lot of improvement from what we saw the saw the other day from pretty much everywhere. I mean, the secondary was it's much of the same secondary as last year, and they were nothing to write home about. There was. <laughs> there was and then you got the same quarterback, and you got a brand new offensive line. So that's a uh, that's a lot working against you, and a pretty important year for Dave Stackel. Yeah, and to your, I guess you could say prediction. I mean, not looking like this thing's going to turn around. Not saying it won't, but can you look down the road like that and say, what if it doesn't? Cause I feel like we've done that for the last two years, but yeah, I mean, I think the important thing is the buyout money. Yeah. Um, just, I know you're assuming, I mean, it's going to be a storyline going in. Um, he didn't receive, this was a year uh, you saw a couple years ago when Mo Kyle Moats gave him an extension Um it was it, this was a year that he would have been due to for one in Moats in that kind of calendar that Moats has kind of typically done one, and he didn't get one this off season. So there is starting to be a little more built up pressure in that regard. Um, just the money right now it's kind it's cheaper than it's cheaper than would have been a year ago. So I mean you take that and you'd be paying for two years after or one year or something. I'm not sure how much longer is on that contract, 
Um, so, so it, it'll be interesting to outfold and see because, yeah, that's something's got to change there. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at how basketball's doing, I, I hate I like the time altogether, and baseball is that's not all over for baseball. It's just really Missouri State athletics is kind of feeling bogged down for football and it, it's kind of a shot a shot yourself in the foot kind of thing if you ask me it's the potential of the athletic program as a whole so home run Mizzou that was Misner Misner's he'll be a first rounder uh, this year I said he's a top what, 12 prospect in baseball right now yeah that was gone off that was smoke yeah. but uh Stex signed through the next two the next uh, two seasons after this one, uh, two seventy thousand a year. So that's uh, that's pretty steep right now. You saw they didn't want to do that in Paul Lusk's contract, um, but there is something that I, I don't know how this might help them. But the uh, Kelly Harper buyout that Tennessee just paid gave gave them a little extra money for this year. So you might. You can see that, and you can basically look at that as I mean, it was two hundred forty-six thousand. You can see you can see that money being used as okay. It's paying for one year of the new coach plus a couple thousand. You can see that as a year toward as a two hundred forty thousand, two hundred forty-six thousand towards a potential uh, firing. You can also see that money going towards the potential of Dana Ford's. Uh, a contract extension that could even come. I've heard that it could come as early as this year. Yeah, I mean, if you if the opportunity is there, I think it'd be a no brainer if you have the money to do it. Yeah. You got to try to lock him up for as long as possible. There's no feasible way that he stays here for more than, in my eyes, five if he's successful through however long. And if you and if you get him on an extension and you're paying him more money. And somebody does come and buy, and somebody does decide to come buy them out in the next year or so. More money in your that's, pocket. That's more money in your pocket when they come buying them out. So that's uh, that's another thing working for Missouri State if they do decide to do that. But yeah, you, it's, but it's a great point and good move. But and I hate to say this because uh, everybody's so confident. Um, I'm confident it looks like things are going in the right way. But does Moats really want to go extend? A coach after one season, one five hundred season. <laughs> it yeah. just it just feels like some of those things yeah. in the past. It's just like what, like why would you give somebody an extension this early? But it, there just seems to be so much promise here that it's something that you would probably want to do. Yeah, it's. I mean, what coach has ever produced even in an off season one single off season like this? Even though that you could go X's and O's wise on it, and you want to do that, look at how the Bears played with what the personnel they had after losing Obadiah. So I think the body of work, even in one year, is greater than the body of work of any coach you've seen in the past, however long, and maybe three or two years combined. So that's sample size is small, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a weird thought right now. It's just like okay, yeah, every- I agree. Everybody gives this guy so much crap for his extensions, and then we're gonna, then you're gonna go celebrate if something happens here to where 
you do extend a guy after just one season where you went 500. This is, I mean, you can't forget about, you can't forget about, uh, uh, Dana, he's never won a postseason game. Right. No, um, he's had trouble kind of winning it a little bit everywhere he's been. But, I mean, look at this talent, you know. I think you can see pretty fast this year if the extension's worthy. Once, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm – I'm not taking anything away from Dana when I say when I say all this. I mean, no, it's just, I absolutely understand. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it's just simple. It's simple logic. I mean, if you're looking at it from, I mean, you're putting all the personalities away from it. You're putting all the feelings and away from it, and you're just looking at it from a paper standpoint. of this is what it is, and this is what he's done, you make a hundred percent sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. Trying to explain it for the angry listener that might be like, "Oh, he's hating on Dana. He's going to say he's a bad, bad coach." I'm not doing that at all. Right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty I, like they're the preseason favorites. I think by far right now. Um, I think Devree uh, uh, Drake might pull out some magic because I think he's a magical coach over there. But uh, I mean, Missouri State by far is the preseason favorite, and that's because of Dana Ford and his recruiting. And, I mean, this past year he could have very easily been the uh, coach of the year if it wasn't for what DeVry did with uh, – did at Drake. This, what he did with that roster was un- was unbelievable. Yeah, I'd say uh, you lose two point guards and you're still battling for championship. So, yeah. yeah. So, and you had what – you didn't even have half a roster by the time you were in the – building and what Drews did. So, yeah, that, that was crazy to me. But you could look at it as Dana Ford could have been that guy still, even with that. So, yeah, I mean, I like so much respect. It was already put to – is already put to Dana's name across the valley after year one, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, I mean, like this – I think this – like this next year is going to be – I mean, it'll be – the Lady Bears will be very interesting. Um, as to how they, I mean, this is a preseason favorite team that should be in the NCAA tournament for the next three years. But of course, under uh, Coach Mox, that's uh, a storyline that you'll have, we'll have to be watching closely. But then uh, Missouri State's going into the season as a preseason favorite. Um, I, I just don't see anything close to that right now. So it's, it's just that it's, it's just an exciting time. Um, oh. like a, a Missouri State basketball is going to be off the rails this year, and we kind of got a little taste of that, of how how hype it could be. Because for every how everything was with that Lady Bears run, if it was the men doing the same oh. thing, <laughs> like it's hard to imagine how hype this place will be. I, I, I'm sure yeah. pe- people had the hype back in '99 with the uh, Alford team, but, I mean, we're in a different age right here, and this will spark a whole brand-new fan base, uh, even younger younger than us. Yeah, agreed. And that's what I would I mean, it may sound crazy to some of the people I say this to, but I said, I mean, I'm willing to put down bets that Missouri State might or will be in the NCAA tournament next year. And the fact of that much confidence and already – that much hype from uh, the fans feel it already, and the fact that they feel it before the season with everything they have is—I mean, they're going to be a month out thinking 
man, I'm, I'm ready for the year. That that maroon and white game, that'll probably be the highest attended maroon and white game you've seen <laughs> in a long time. So, oh, yeah. Just adding a- from preseason to end, the, the hype level is, yeah, I mean, like you said, going to be through the roof. I mean, especially with baseball being as down as it is right now, yeah. And football being what it's been for year for the past few years, um, I think we're definitely at the point now where people are just like, "All right, get me the November, get me to uh, get me to late, uh, get me to late October, or even that maroon and white game." As you say, uh, it's 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 just very exciting. I think it's, it's, it's just going this this upcoming year is going to be off the chain. Yep, it's due. It's due to happen again for the men and. Uh, I think it's you're looking at it from what we just said. It's it's a year they can make it happen. Oh yeah, but yeah, we I actually I actually did start a new thing in the middle of all that. So we've been on here for a good fifty one yeah. minutes, but I think we should cut, we should probably cut this off for uh, listeners. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll have you on in the near future. Just trying to get one of these out there since I haven't had one in a while, but. Yeah, thank you for your time. It's Blaine Wheeler at Blaine Wheeler twenty one. He'll he'll still he'll still have an eye on Missouri State when he's gone. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, hopefully I can get something around the area. Uh, we'll see. Future holds, and I'll definitely keep an eye on everything. And thanks for having me on, Wyatt. Oh yeah, and uh, that Clark guy, Frank Clark, and the Chiefs. It's just uh, you should have kept D Ford. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Blaine. All right, Wyatt. Have a good one. There you have it. Episode whatever of the Wyatt Wheeler podcast. I haven't done this in a while, but I think that was a good one. That was a good 50-plus minutes, 50-something minutes of uh, Missouri State talk. A lot of basketball, a lot of some baseball, some football, and pretty much touched on everything. Um, I'll let you know what Justin Timberlake says to me after I ask him if he brought sexy back or if golf sexy or something like that. We'll see how that goes. But uh, that's all I got for today. Um, I thought I was going to do a little more. But I think 50 minutes is a cutoff. And if you're here, thanks for listening all the way through. It's always appreciated. I'll, I'll probably have some writings on Missouri State basketball in the next couple of days. I'll definitely have some golf stuff. And I uh, appreciate you all listening. I appreciate you reading and interacting. And you are appreciated, but uh, I think I'm going to sign off for today. Have a good one.